How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagner here. Welcome you to edition number 55 of Joe vs. the World. It is Japan Week here again on our little show, and there's no better man to discuss the topic than my guest today. He is the co-host of the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare at F4WOnline.com. It's Adam Summers. Adam, how you doing? He's a little tied up right now, oh. probably with a bondage ball stuck in his mouth. So I've decided to grace you with my presence once again, ratings through the roof. Oh, I thought I thought Adam was going to do this. No, no, he is not. And um, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh. Now, I have, I, I've been so busy. I have not had a chance to listen to your last couple of shows, which is good because it reduces the noise pollution that's going into my head. But... A couple weeks ago, when you had your little anniversary show, yeah, I just I don't know how you did it. Yeah, I, I don't know if we, with your little conspiring with Adam. Apparently, you photoshopped my voice somehow. Photoshopped your. All I remember is all the. I mean, all the clips I played. You said those words, right? That well, well I yeah, I don't see what the problem is then. They they were they were words that that I'm. Never mind. How do you Photoshop a voice? <laughs> <laughs> of course, people don't want to hear us bitch back and forth, although they, they probably will. But it's it's Japan week. We should discuss Japan. It's been about uh, it's been six months, give or take, since I've had you and Adam on to discuss it. How are things in Japan right now? Uh, if you listen to most people, in the last six months, it uh, just evaporated into a big black hole somewhere. But uh, uh, the last six months in Japan have been... Average, and this this sounds terrible, and really for what average is right now, obviously it's not like it was back in the day. So, but these companies are staying course right now. New Japan, believe it or not, after the terrible past couple of years that they have had, New Japan is looking by far the best right now. All Japan situation, just because of their money. I mean, they do the best with what they have. But what their their best is isn't that much. I mean, it would take the Kensuke family to walk away from the company, and it really would put a real dent in everything. And the fact Minoru Suzuki is stuck around has, has actually been a great thing for him, too. When it comes to Noah, you know, okay. Noah has just – Noah is – oh, Noah. It's They're not interested in doing anything outside of what they know is going to stay the course for them and it's going to be a problem, I think, later on if Kabashi comes back and Kabashi isn't Kabashi, mm. which is a real distinct possibility. It, it could truly happen, which really throws a wrench in everything they're doing right now. Yeah. I, I think the problem is that even even if New Japan is rebounding, that if you look at everything else going on in the world, you look at UFC exploding and, and Mexico being red hot and, and WWE having their biggest event ever – uh, stories about Japan, they're not that sexy, so to speak. No, and, and that's the, the biggest thing with it. It's not like the, the whole thing is dead and dying. I mean, it's, you know, it's not even on life support. It's just trucking along with what professional wrestling has become in Japan. I mean, in a couple of years, we could be saying this, you know, here in America, too. Mm. But, you know, with this, depending on what happens with the rise of mixed martial arts, it's just, you know, it's a different world now. And most of the stories that have come out of there, there are a lot of interesting ones. Hello Kitty infusing all japan with some money is you know as funny as it is you know they got a little bit better tv and the fact that they had infused with some cash there's nothing wrong with that um 
but the, most of the stories, again, they're not big, huge, monstrous stories. The biggest stories, obviously, in Japan been the whole Pride UFC thing. Well, let's start with uh, the Land of the Green Mats, Pro Wrestling Noah. And worth noting, we are uh, a few months away from the seventh anniversary of Pro Wrestling Noah, seven years. That, wow. that first show, headlined by Misawa and Tawe against Kobashi and Akiyama. And seven years later, uh, the <laughs> champ is Misawa. Um, I know they, they tried with, with Rikyo. That didn't take, mostly due to Rikyo. But um, they tried Marafuji. They, they pulled the plug on that too quick. But, I mean... They haven't come all that far in seven years. Uh, no, and it's there. It's been their fear of new things. I mean, Noah kind of chugs along, and they know the money that they're going to make, and they know the demographic, and they, for the most part, they have kept those people happy and kept those people coming to shows. But really, they would be. I'm not saying they would be fine, but if they didn't pull the plug so quickly on Marafuji. Because by hurting Marafuji and pushing him back down, you in turn push Kenta back down. And, you know, it, why, why they demoralized him in that way, I have no idea. Mm. It's, but it's Misawa knows one way. And, they're, again, the seventh year anniversary, they're banking on Kabashi to come back. You know, it, Adam, basically, we were talking about it one day, and the realization hit me when he said it that, we could be in for a two-year Masawa title reign. Well, well, he he never got to two years when he had his first uh, triple crown. He made it to twenty-three months, so he's going to write that wrong this time. He's going to make it. I mean, the, the fact that he, you know, the defense against Sano. Now he's going to defend against Bison Smith. Okay, well, why? <laughs> I mean, there's no other reason to do that except for you're going to have to go through everybody. And to bank on Kobashi being able to come back and who knows what condition he'll be in and he could come back better than ever. Doubt that's going to happen. Hopefully he comes back and he's not sad. Mm. But you're banking on him to come back to what I would assume is to go ahead and then down the line give the rub to Morishima. I am one of those people that thought they should wait on Morishima. There are a couple of people. I think as soon as a couple of people saw him in Ring of Honor – and got, it, some of this exploded with they should give Marashima the belt. No, they shouldn't. They should have. They should wait on him. You know, they could have bandied it about with Akiyama and Marafuji and some other guys down the line, but Masawa freaked out. So, and you know, blaming Marafuji for not drawing on that show. Well, the Sano defense didn't draw either. So, and, and this one against Bison probably won't either. Who's the blame on now? Hmm. You should have probably just let see what happened with Marafuji. People do like him. He can work with everybody. Yeah, you know, I've been a bigger proponent of him than of Kenta. So, I don't know. What if what if Morishima just doesn't take as champ? I mean... Then you're the, in trouble. Yeah, they're boned unless... Uh... Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you don't have any... You don't have any options. You have no options without going for... Well, you, well, I take that back. You do have an option. The fact that they do have enough money in the coffers where they could lure Minoru Suzuki and the fact they can work with some other groups. I mean, they could fill the void, but as far as homegrown talent goes, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Ota, but he's, you know, years and years down the line. Sugiera, you've, you've bounced him around like a Super Bowl, and really he's never had a place to fit. He should be another guy who, you know, frankly, after his win over Giant Silva and Pride, you should have did something with him. You know, a lot yeah. more than they have. Takayama, you can't bank on him, although I'm sure he's going to get a defense or get a shot at the belt. 
in this Misawa reign, but it's not going to be him, Kenta. Well, if it's not going to be Marafuji, it's not going to be Kenta. And they're two kind of smallish anyway. So what are your options? Yeah. You know, you go back to Rikio and hope the people rally around <laughs> him. Like they've, they've kind of, you know, in a, in a way that they rally around Nakanishi a couple of years ago where he's got a core of people maybe. That, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yoshinari Ogawa? You want to try that one again? Ooh. Goshiozaki, he's still, uh, he still jobs there. Shouldn't he be winning or be a tag champ at least by now? Yeah, at least be something more than what, you know, than taking the fall in six mans. He should just be like, yeah, I'm surprised you don't see him like he's going to retire because he just can't, he's like, I can't freaking win. <laughs> go to hustle and be a star. Yeah. That's actually well, my idea. You, you always see, like, young line matches. Oh, he showed fighting spirit. I'm like, <laughs> they should have a, a gimmick where some guy's like, he gets beat on. He's like, fuck this. He runs out of the ring. He shows, like, like a, a cowardly young lion. That would be my great gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> or do something like they're doing with Araya in All Japan where it's just, you know, it's just so much comedy. I don't know. But I, I, did you have a chance to see the, the, the 517 Perkin show or the 428 Budokan show? Can't say as I have. Okay, the 517 show I haven't seen yet. I've been just been too busy to actually sit there and dedicate the time to watch it. But the Budokan show, skip it. Which, you know, <laughs> I never, you know, that's one thing about Noah is I've never been, never done too many backflips over it. But you want to talk about the best TV every week for the past couple of years? It's been Noah. I mean, with, with cards, with major cards like at the Budokan and Quirk and all, they were worth going out of your way to see. You may not like everything on there, but you're going to walk away from it a fulfilled wrestling fan, you know, even if you don't understand the language or really understand who these guys are. But the tw- show on the 28th was awful. <laughs> it, I mean, it was, it was bad. The Mushi King Terry Takawa match was bad, and that wasn't all Takawa. I mean, the, I didn't have it. I watched the whole show, and a couple people have told me, whatever you do, Watch the Akiyama Rikio Takiyama Sugiyara match last, the GHC tag title match. Being a Sugiyara guy, they told me just for the way Akiyama gets Sugiyara over in this match, and it's the best match on there. I watched the entire show, matches one through six, and then watched the main event. I didn't want to watch that match because I didn't want to be soured going into it. The best match on there, <laughs> and go figure, mostly guys who aren't theirs Sima, Yokosuka. <laughs> Dragon Kid beating Marafuji, Marvin, and Ota was by leaps and bounds to that point the best match on there. Wow. Masawa Sano was exactly what you'd think. It's, and it's amazing. You, you want to skip. I mean, I never thought I'd say it. You'd skip this show. I mean, if you find the, in either one of the, if you find the Dragon Gate six man or the GHC tag title match in separate places, get it. But if you're trying to download the whole thing or buy the whole thing, it's not worth it. This is why the internet's great, because you can just get those two matches and not have to worry about anything else. Pretty much, yeah. Odds are if you, you find the right places or the right people, yep. they'll be very uh, very giving. I mean, we were we were worried about the, the Misawa reign the last time you were on. It was right after he had he had won the belt. But this is this is much worse than we thought about. Not only is he horrifically broken down, but, I mean, they're just throwing everyone at him. I mean... Bison Smith, okay, that would have been great like four years ago if they got behind him. Now he's just he it, just magically gets a, a, a title shot. I'm like fuck you, exactly you know? right. Yeah, exactly right. I, and I, as much as I love to make fun of, of Zach Arnold, <laughs> he beat me to the Zach Arnold reference. Bison Smith, damn it. He he was dead on about the fact that 
you could have done something with Bison. And I mean, a, a couple years ago, I mean, the, the he had too much of a Bison heart on, but he was exactly right. And it, you could have done something with him as a monster foreigner the same way that New Japan could have done something with Josh Barnett. Hmm. I, the people would have accepted it. I think there were ways you could do it where obviously he's not going to be Stan Hansen, but he wouldn't be Matt Morgan either. I mean, he'd be a you know a real pivotal part of things. I don't know to say Johnny Ace either, but kind of he'd be a pivotal part of things. <laughs> so that sounds well, Johnny Ace. Well, how better than you know. better than better than old Dick Slinger. There you go. But, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he gets a shot at the uh, the navigation to draw five thousand at Budokan uh, Torender. Mm. I did like that that uh, that picture of him pointing at Misawa, and it, it looked like he was taking a shit with that facial expression. <laughs> And I can't remember. I think he whipped up on he. I can't remember. It was Ota. <laughs> the, the other thing, I haven't seen it yet, but the Kurokin show, he had a handicap match against wow. Ito and Ota. I mean, the only benefit that came out of this is that he beat Ito. But, I mean, there you go. That's how they built him up with the, an old-school handicap match against two of your young guys when you don't have that many young guys that are yours. And it went seven minutes. I mean, you could have accomplished the same thing with him hitting him with chairs or something. I know that doesn't happen, but do it that way. Anything to strike fear in the heart of why anyone should give a shit about Bison Smith and Masawa. Yeah. Actually, besides the, the main event, and who knows, that could be okay. I, I kind of doubt it. But actually, the, the Budokan Hall show, I think this Sunday, has some pretty good-looking stuff on it besides some early event shenanigans, as you would expect from... But the, the Kenta Shiozaki match, uh, Marafuji, Ishimori, junior tag title defense, uh, six man with uh, D'Lo Brown, Bull Buchanan, Eddie Edwards, that could be okay. Yeah, that was bizarre too. The for those out there who follow Japanese wrestling even a little bit, the R O and D faction uh, just suddenly appears in Noah reformed <laughs> after they had beaten up Taka a couple months ago and and left him for dead and. All of a sudden, they're they're back together again in Noah. I guess they they worked out their problems, whatever. It was. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I mean, it was just there. There was something that just came out of nowhere, just a random thing. And we we're talking about the possibilities on the show we just did this week. That's up at f4wonline.com, the, the free show. That there's a possibility in my mind where D'Lo Brown and Bull Buchanan could be GHT Tag Champions. Hmm. I don't bank on it, you know, 100%. I wouldn't actually bet on it or anything. But considering that Noah doesn't make anything, any other sense with their booking, why not? And that's really disappointing with the talent that's on that roster and the fact that there's a lot more that they could do to uh, just kind of, you know, put eyes back on them and get some buzz going around them. They don't do it. And that's the most frustrating thing about Noah. It's still match for match, probably going to be the best wrestling you watch in the world. You know, if you if you choose to watch a show from them, but with that said, it has gotten it's just kind of everything is ground to such a halt. Hmm. Does no one need a, a league tournament type deal like a, a G1 or a Champions Carnival? No, they because they couldn't really fill it right now with anything. Hmm. I just it just seems like it would be a nice way to maybe elevate someone, break up some monotony. And, not, and I mean a single, not a six man tag league, which I'm sure they would probably do first, but. Well, they've, they've got open-weight, hardcore tag champions, you know. And, <laughs> but uh, I don't think they need that. They do need something just out of left field. I, I don't really know what it is. I don't know if a, a tournament would help things. or just They need something special to happen. 
Um, or, or just something, I don't know, to, to catch eyes. You know, every year they do the, the Christmas show, which is kind of like a wacky comedy show. Yeah. You know, and, they, and they're hooked in with doing the pro wrestling sem stuff. I don't, not that they need a WrestleLand, like a separate brand, because I'm still not 100% sure on how I feel with that with New Japan. And they don't need, obviously, to go as far as hustle, but <laughs> they almost, they could use an all-Japan invasion. You know, I mean, and maybe they, and maybe they are with R.O.N.D., but they could really use just an influx of some color, some flash to the product, some something wacky where, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're going to win the war. But it at least would involve just some sort of flashiness to, you know, Muda or somebody like that, just something to happen where they could use a little baby invasion. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about pro wrestling, Noah. I'm sure you've <laughs> your fill of discussing them uh, both on your free show and this show. So let's move on to New Japan, which seems uh. to be, if if not the, a great place, a good place at least. Yeah. Yuji Nagata is the IWGP champ again, which fills me with uh, glee because yeah. I was very worried he would be a, a one-hit wonder after all the the shit he's gone through over the years. We are in the minority on that. You know this. Well. People do not like. They don't like the Kojima. They really don't like the Nagata, and I never will understand why. He was in. Uh, he was in WCW Revenge and under his own name. A, a, a WCW TV title contender. That's right. In fact, I love playing La Parka against Yuji Nagata. <laughs> I like. I made. Uh, you know how you could change outfits on guys. I made yeah. Larry Zabisco and Yuji Nagata the new Harlem Heat. The- <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime tag champs. They may still be tag champs in that game. Pushing a seven-year reign with the belts. But wish I could get my cartridge to work. <laughs> God, those were great games. I know this is just flashing back to another show you did, but damn it, those were good games. Yep. But I don't know why people don't like Nagata, and I, I, I can understand a little bit more why they don't like Kojima, but I, there's, it's tough for me to... What, what is there to not like about Yuji Nagata? You kinda, I think you have to get into nitpicking. You could say, oh, his facial expressions are too over the top. When, I mean, that's that's nothing that really destroys a match where you're like, ah, this match stinks because he made a face. But I don't know. But it, it's worth noting his his title win. I haven't met anyone who hasn't liked that match yet. That was good shit. Everyone oh, loves that. Oh, man, that, that was good. And his match on January 4th, that, yes. it's too bad. It's really too bad that January 4th is going to be – those early matches – are going to be skipped right over as far as it's going to go over most people's heads. Tanahashi Kea was not as good as Meltzer and some other people, I, I believe, hyped it up to be. But it was a damn good match. Kawada Nakamura, I liked a lot. Mm. And then to top it all off, Nagata and Suzuki was great. Nagata and Suzuki was great. You know, maybe you don't attach five stars to it, but I would consider that just great. Yeah. And Nagata's had a great year when I was on Brian's show uh, before the... Um, De La Hoya Mayweather fight, he kind of taken a shot by saying, Yuji Nagata is the New Japan champion. And I was thinking in a different direction. What I should have said is, well, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels are probably <laughs> the two most popular guys on their brands. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, surprisingly, and it's too bad that this, Nagata's reign this year is going to be completely skipped over. That's too bad, but he is—he is popular and he is a stable presence on top. Yeah, and people and people like him. People like people him. in Japan like him. Good people like him. Only bad people don't like Yuji Nagata. Exactly. They like Nakanishi too, which is Mr. Wrestling. <laughs> well, I tell you I, what—I never thought he'd make a renaissance like he has either. 
they have they. I thought he was going to end up lower on the scale than Tenzon, you know, where he's just kind of a guy who's there and they they bring him up when they need to and they push him back down real badly, you know, when they don't need him to. But he has held on, and this wacky feud with Shiro Koshinaka has actually been very, very good. And that's another one that's going to be missed. The matches haven't been much, but the whole, you know, everything that goes around it has actually been quite funny. Hmm. What is Tenzon up to these days? Like, I don't... Being old. Be, oh, all right, I'll do you. He's got a, a new little unit where uh, Ishii and, and Toriano and uh, the Great Bash Heel, I believe the name is. What a crew. Yeah, I <laughs> think he can't hate Toriano. No, I know, but I don't know if that's the guy. I don't know if he'd be the first guy I recruit for my, my gang, but... I don't know, spitting sake in somebody's face. I, I actually have to say, I just saw uh, on 24-7, I was watching an old Nitro, which I think it's vanished now with the new update, but I actually saw a, a Chono match against... Dave Taylor, who was dressed like Sherlock Holmes for some reason. I don't know if you had a chance to view this, but no, it's very bizarre. I yeah. like the twenty four seven, although it really throws me off when you watch like the because I can remember sitting there watching like you know Mid Atlantic and shit like that, and you know, Jimmy Valiant didn't come out to a generic song. He came out to the boy from New York City. <laughs> you know, when the Midnight Rider comes out, one of the big things around it was Steve Miller's band's you know Midnight Rider song is playing. Whoever did the song, I mean, that was the one of the big deals, and it's just not the same. Yeah, I, somebody please torrent the original. Thank you. I have to give him credit because they showed the, uh, the the other Michinoku Pro six man from ECW, the one that aired on on TV. Really? Yeah, that was it was part of Lucha Libre Month, and and they they came out and said, you know, there are no Mexicans in this, but it's the- it's indicative <laughs> of the the influence. I'm like, that's that's kind of tenuous. Someone's just like, okay, this match is awesome. We're gonna squeeze this in here. Who cares, you know? <laughs> so it's one of the things about WWE where you, you really want to hate them, but since they own all the footage, you can't hate them too much. you got to keep coming back to them in some form. But the other thing with Tenzon's crew, one thing he does have with him, and I never, ever, ever, ever thought that I'd say this, Togi Makabe has been fucking great. Togi Makabe has been great this year in New Japan. Well, I mean, you should you should like the Makabe. He likes a uh, he likes a lot of blood flow. Uh, yeah, previously in his career, I know I'm, you're into that. I'm you got intrigued. a fetish for it. I'm intrigued. Fetish may be a bit strong, but um, oh. an intellectual interest, shall we say? Ah, he he's had a, a feud with Nakamura, and Nakamura is the one guy. Well, there's a couple guys, I, I guess, if you want to be critical, but I think he's the one guy that shows you and that New Japan has not been doing a very good job of this year. I mean, after the one after the Kawada match, they hadn't really done anything with him. He was linked up with Masahiro Chono's stable. Um, I believe it's called Black, if I, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Subtle. Uh, which, which features Milano Collection AT hmm. getting jobbed out. And there's another guy who I, I don't understand why they haven't treated him better and why they haven't showcased him more, but uh, Nakamura should be groomed as the, you know, the next guy in black, the next cool heel. You know, he's got some badass to him. If it wasn't for a, you know, a knee by Ignashoff, you know, he, who knows what would have happened, but they, they're not using him that way. And he's just kind of spun wheels. And believe it or not, the best part of his feud this year with Makabe has been Makabe. And Makabe has been the one that's actually, that's the only matches he's showing any interest in. Adam calls him out for really not showing any interest in his matches at all. But 
when you're on the second match of the card against, you know, Hanma or something like that, how excited are you going to be? You know, Tanahashi they've taken care of pretty well, but and a lot of other guys they have. Well, Chono's broken down. He can't wrestle. I mean, he's hurt again right now. Why isn't he the de facto leader of that group? And unfortunately, it's just another dude, which is it's too bad because Nakamura, I still think, is going to be the future of, uh, well, really, of all Japanese wrestling. He's, he and Marafuji and a couple other guys, I think, are the future, and they're just really hurting them right now by spinning wheels. Hmm. My only real problem with New Japan is the, uh, the IWGP junior title. And I posted that chart on the F4W board that it shows, excluding a, a fluke run by, by Jado and a uh, run by Black Tiger, the title's been swapped around by the same three guys, uh, Minoru Tanaka, Kanemoto, and Tiger Mask 4, for five years. I mean... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand being careful with the IWGP title. You don't want to devalue your belts. But if you took a flyer, put it on like like Prince Devitt, the, the company's not going out of business. Well, forget Devitt. There's a lot of other guys. Yeah. I mean, it, but it, Tiger has been... I was really excited when New Japan picked up Tiger from uh, Mikinoshu Pro. But... He, I don't want to say he was exposed in New Japan, but he's been at, seemingly to me, he's at the same level now as he was years ago. Mm. It's he's kind of the same dude. He's just he half steps. He's not exciting at all. Minoru, who I liked a lot, and I really liked the heat gimmick, and I thought there was somewhere they could go with that, and that stalled out. And maybe we'll make him a heavyweight. Maybe we won't. Uh, we'll just put the belt back on him. Liger likes him. You know, these these are Liger's guys. Hmm. You know, Liger still, to my knowledge, is still a strong booker of the junior heavyweights. Maybe he doesn't do everything anymore, but, you know, <laughs> Yujiro gets a, a wacky win, or maybe not Yujiro, but you know, just anyone other than Milano Collection AT. Yeah. You know, no Samurai, no Tiger Mask, no Minoru. Try something different, and Milano would be a good guy. BB Hall, put it on him. He's there now. You know, the, he's doing some matches. Get a guy from somewhere else, get Seema in, and, and let him have a run with it. Just let anybody else besides these guys have it, because that the Kanemoto, most of his matches, obviously, because he's Kanemoto, have been really good. In Minoru's matches, when he is on, he's pretty good, but again, it's the same old thing going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tanaka is great, Kanemoto is pretty damn great, Tiger Mask, the, the, well. The fear, yeah, and the fear with Devitt is he's going to get hurt. Well, yeah. I think he still, I think, obviously, he needs to prove himself a little bit. Yujiro, too, although they gave him a good win over Liger. I think that was a sign. And now that we're coming up on the best of the Super Juniors, you know, I'm going to have a wait-and-see approach because there's a lot of different ways they can go with this. Hmm. Isn't it time for Tiger Mask 5 to show up? You know, it's like, you know, Sayama and and, uh, Misawa and Kanemoto. And you're not going to want to. You're not going to care who Tiger Mask Four is. <laughs> you know, once that mask, uh, I used to cringe when I think it was. Uh, oh, I think Bruce Mitchell would call Jushin Liger a costume. It's like you know, Yamato was nothing. You know, really, all Liger is is a costume. Mm-hmm. In Tiger Mask Four's case, it's true. That is true. And I think it is, at least. I'm sure he's got his fans, but, of course, Adam's now sucking up to him since he, you know, bought him a pizza at pizza in the Fight Sports Midwest shows. Well, he's hanging out with them, so, you know, he's lost that yeah. objectivity that's so vital in Pathetic. wrestling radio. Pathetic. It's like Keith. It's like Keith's always happy, friends with everybody. Eh, fuck that. Wow. Oof. Well, anyway... Uh, I had a, I had a similar <laughs> complaint previously with the junior tag titles. 
it seemed like Jado and Gato were always the champs, or if they weren't, yeah. you knew they were going to be soon. <laughs> they did freshen things up with uh, Taka and Dick Togo winning the belts. And if, if you're not aware, uh, Dick Togo, he's uh, freaking great. I love Togo. I've always been a real big fan of his, and he's never he's not really accessible, which is why I think American fans all they the ones that can remember back that far or want to. They remember Kai and Tai. Yeah. The, well, the American, they remember the WWF version of Kai and Tai. And a lot of his tapes outside of him maybe on the uh, Skydiving Super J or, or when he did crossovers, his tapes really weren't all that accessible to, to people that, you know, weren't complete geeks and nerds like us. You know, <laughs> so they didn't, they don't understand. They just look at him now and they go, this man looks like he's 60, he's short, he's, he's kind of chubby, but he's still pretty damn good. And it's too bad a lot of people didn't have a chance to watch it in their prime. And, and who knows what's going to happen with Taka and Togo. I wonder why Togo didn't show up in, in the R.O.N.D. faction. That would have been nice in Noah. But, yeah. man, they're, they're, again, the, the junior tag belts, they have a lot of guys in-house, so it's not going to be too bad. I mean, I can, I'm going to figure that there's going to be a Samurai Gym um, championship, you know, for Naito and uh, – I'm sorry, Naito and Yujiro. You know, down the line, they'll probably have the belts. And the good thing about those belts is you can farm out to other groups. Sure. You can have a couple guys come in, and it's not as important as the junior heavyweight belt. So, And those tag matches, too. There's a lot more you can do in those where it doesn't get as stale. At least to me, it doesn't get as stale. Even with Jado and Gato's champions, they're so good. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, you want to see somebody else with a belt or do something else, but you'll take that. That's fine. Back to uh, back to Togo. I mean, he seems to be on a quest to be in the most obscure groups possible. I mean, in two thousand, he's trying to break Min- Minoru Suzuki's belt for uh, record from last year. Yeah, I mean, well, he he was in Osaka Pro in ninety nine two thousand. Went back to Michinoku Pro. Was in DDT for a while as an Italian four horseman. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, back in two thousand when he was in Osaka Pro and he was in the the Legion of Violence, one of my all time favorite goofball stables. I swear, he was like like top 15 in the world, maybe creeping up on top 10. He was really good. Those junior heavyweights, uh, got, the guys he got to work with, too. I mean, just in general, then, it's the Skydiving Super J show. Get that tape. Yeah. Got a way to get that tape. I think it opens up. It's Lance Storm and Yusuroka against, I can't remember who they faced, but that was, I mean, just, it's loaded with everybody. Mm-hmm. This ended up, this, and basically it was the show kind of right before the, uh, J Crown tournament. Isn't Sakuraba on that show? Yes, he is. Let me see. I want to say, and and that possibly the NBA middleweight title. Wow. I'm trying to think of who he faced. I mean, it was loaded. I think Togo faced. I think Togo may face Ultimate Dragon. It was Sasuke Taka. I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, it was from top to bottom. Damn, that thing was loaded. And Togo, it, it's too bad that. They were such a, a goof unit in WWF because yeah. that would have been nice if they were an ECW, you know, for any period of time. That would have been great. He is apparently in another stable now. I guess in Michinoku Pro called the Super Crew, <laughs> which would be the best name ever if it wasn't for Bad Force in Osaka Pro currently. So <laughs> the the Super Crew. Super Crew. Will they be like freestyle rapping, like you know, on Crush Groove against the you know Furious Five or something like that? Oh, if only. Considering, he's, <laughs> considering everything else he's done, this would not stun me in the least. But I think he's like, you know, he can't really rap, but he brings out a ringer and it's brother Yashi. Oh man, <laughs> funny right there. 
So I haven't had a chance too much to see uh, Mikinoshu Pro. Really, the only indies I'm upset because I haven't still haven't had a chance to see the Osaka Pro show. The last one I, I had a chance to to, to grab uh, from last October, just because I've been too busy to see that. But unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to see much on the indie scene, with the exception of because of the split with WrestleLand and that hustles around, and I will always choose hustle over everything first. But I've been kind of just stuck with Dragon Gate, and that's been about it. And not, not that that's a bad thing, like you're no. only stuck with Dragon Gate, but Adam uh, has had a chance to see a lot more of the smaller shows than I have, and I know you'll probably have them on relatively soon for those shows. Oh, I hope so. But explain I know you want to have them on today, but... Well, see, things happen, see, but... Listen how great this is. This, this see, is... You weren't so mean to me and, and would bash me all the time. And mean to you? Showed up, Photoshop my voice. Photoshop your voice. <laughs> Uh, uh, would you explain the Samurai Gym to me? I, I think I may have missed something here. Oh, the Samurai Gym is El Samurai, who I've never been a big fan of. Sammy. But Adam has always been a big fan of. Um, giving him something to do. I mean, he's at that point. <laughs> it's, it's what it is, you know. He's at that point in his career where, you know, I think he's won the junior title for the last time. Um, Adam thinks there's a way that he could win the, the, uh, Junior tournament this year, which the only way I would – why they would do that, I have no idea, except to make it – the last time he won it was in 97. But it, with Yujiro they, and Naito, they, they needed to – they have young guys. Give them some direction in the junior heavyweight ranks. And Samurai being Liger's boy, it gives him something prominent to do. It also, at the WrestleLand show, gave him a chance to wear an afro and an all-brown outfit that made him look like a UPS truck. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a funky tag dance with uh, Reisuke Taguchi, who is – he's another young guy who's very quickly on the rise. Taguchi is very, very good. Oh. And the second best uh, head of curly, big bouncing hair in, in, in all of Japan next to Mohamed Yone. Well, Yone, you're not going to top that. But. Yone is just fantastic. I'm tired of – they didn't need to tease me anymore. I want Daniels and Yone, but now that can't happen anymore after they exchange hair care techniques. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna do a Gordy list for El Samurai for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Do it completely deadpan. See if anyone buys it. <laughs> I mean, all right. Best of the Super Junior '91 Finals. A couple Junior titles. Uh, the '97 one where he got slam dunked on his head, and uh, <laughs> being the Ogawa to Liga's Misawa, and that's there yeah. you go. That's the career right there. It is, and you know he did have some really good matches and. Uh, he, just, he was never a guy I could gravitate towards. No. And it just, uh, just one of those guys, and there's a lot of guys like, a lot of guys are just, eh, they're fine. And he was one of them for me. So, and, but again, it just, it gives him something to do, and it, it keeps his profile up, and it leads to, you know, he can be a great father figure to these guys. Obviously, Yujiro could turn on him. He could turn on Taguchi. Some, you know, something wacky could happen there. So it's going to keep him in the mix for a while. Last note on New Japan, uh, Tomaki Hanma, job in there. Making his new home as a jobber. Well, you're surprised by this. All I want to say is, you know, take that, take that blade, bring it up to your forehead, tap a vein, and come home to Big Japan. <laughs> yeah. Please go home. Spray, uh, spray some plasma, like you know you wanna. <laughs> yeah, it did. You know, come to your scumbag home. <laughs> I, I don't know why the reasons, and I'm not sure. I guess I'm assuming Choshu has is been doing the booking for him, but at the same time, you know, who do you put him over? 
<laughs> don't ask me. I'd have the IWGP champ. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Let me go back to DDT. Why is your love with the DDT? I don't get it. You post up in our forum scary pictures of, of, of baby dolls with you know blood splattered foreheads and men and just falling through glass. Do you mean uh, Japan's favorite uh, scumbag indie slash moving company, Big Japan? Jesus Christ! You know, uh, let me well, let me tell you, uh, Big Japan. They know how to book a heavyweight title. <laughs> they just kind of stopped having one. They just abandoned it. <laughs> They're just like, no need for this, you know. <laughs> so there you go. They know what to you know. <laughs> I, I, it's, many people will, will always love it. I just it's another one. It's one of the reasons I never understand why I never thought I would like Makabe. But his personality has come out so much. It's a picture. If you go to Paresu fan uh, dot com and in one of the updates, it's I, I don't know what they have up there now, but um, they had a match in in South Korea, and I didn't even know this was taking place. It was Kanemoto and a uh, a Korean guy against uh, I believe it was Giano and Makabe, and they had it was for the AWF tag team title. That. Mm-hmm. So Funny, I missed this show, but uh, <laughs> after they had lost, uh, they, of course, show a picture of the next day, and it, it happens to be Makabe and Yano walking down the street, and go figure in Seoul, there just happens to be a guy wearing a uh, Apache Army shirt walking down the street. So they do have a nice shot of Makabe walking up and punching him in the face. <laughs> that poor fan. Yeah. <laughs> bad, so, bad enough he likes Apache Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually been and it's stuff like that and the, the middle finger and the, the facial expressions and the, and the fact he's having some some I mean good matches with Nakamura and some other guys I mean it's easy IWGP title threat and it's it's actually pretty entertaining. That's pretty stylish. Uh, I'm looking at the picture right now. That's a stylish shirt, Apache Pro. <laughs> you like that? It's not as good as some of those. Uh, Neofumi Yamamoto shirts, which there's another thing New Japan's got going for it. Yamamoto uh, just came back from an injury, is going to be, he's another one. He seems to be Choshu's boy. He's going to be really good, too. I mean, he's still, I mean, not light years away. He's still a few years away. But uh, building him up slowly, building him up strongly, and that's where you give Choshu credit. Uh, people thought they pushed guys like Tanahashi and Nakamura and some other guys too quick. I disagree a little bit, just in the fact that they, they didn't really have any other options, so hey, why not? But they're really doing the old-school approach with Yamamoto and just really slowly building him along and, and going through the process of losing early and, and taking the fall in some high-profile tag matches. And he's going to be another guy that people should look out for. And he's garnered a whole lot of popularity in Japan right now amongst you know, the, the teen set and uh, he's kind of become one of the de facto cooler guys for chicks dig him, and, and guys like him too. And it's going to be interesting to see where his career goes because he's right now already one of their best merchandiser sellers. Huh. With oh. some ugly, ugly, ugly ass, ugly t-shirts, ugly, <laughs> typical wrestling t-shirts, just some ugly <laughs> shit. I did like Adam's Kojima uh, shirt <laughs> description. And he's, he's, uh, he's not lying. He has that shirt. I'm not surprised. Oh, and when Nagata won the uh, the title, he came out in a, a blue shirt. It said it had Nagata, like a question mark. Then it said rocks. <laughs> Nagata, the question mark, the rocks, the heartbeat. And yeah. It's, <laughs> Who thinks about this stuff? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I still salute Nagata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had the I love 
NY shirts for Yamamoto. That looked they were it was like that, and then they're like random death metal teams seem to be taking place. <laughs> you know, there were like like claw scrapes on the arm, and some you know it looks like it was misdied on the back, and I don't know. Somebody obviously buys this shit because year after year after year they come out with worse and worse looking <laughs> shit all over the way, and this is all over the fucking world. Some of the C it's amazing as wacky as they can be. Some of the CMLL shirts are the best looking shirts. Yeah, crazy, bizarre. Well. Last word on Big Japan. Uh, they recently booked a match called This Is Completely True. Fluorescent Light Cross and Tower Penalty Box Hill of Sanctuary Death Match. I don't know what that entails. Why not? I'm sure that's got a penalty box in it. You're a hockey fan. That You should be all over this. <laughs> Are there any... What, what's the, the spider web death? Was that in there too? Was it... it may have been. Who knows? <laughs> uh, why? I just... You know, if you really, if you really think about professional wrestling... <laughs> it's really, it's really incredibly a uh, stupid, stupid. That you got to be dumb as shit to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody sees it and you get into it. But if you think about like what a lot of these guys look like, and Greg Helms is how old is his old Sugar Shane Helms? Um, thirty-two, really, something like that. Yeah, he's gonna have neck fusion surgery. Yep. <laughs> he's this man still has you know he's got an athlete. He still has got about forty years of well should have well. about forty years of life. You know. <laughs> For a normal person, he's probably got about ten left on the wrestler scale. But oh man, yeah, flat back bumps and everything else, and it's it always got me with with the hardcore style of. I mean, this isn't even like semi controllable. Like when you would see shit when you were little of Abdul the Butcher and Carlos Colon, and they would have like gas rags. You know, it <laughs> shit that makes that look tame is scary to me. And with all of this damage you do to yourself, why would you want to do this? Why would you want to watch this? I just, I'll never understand the overly bloody, anybody, to me still, anybody can do that shit. I know somebody will get, you know, pissy with me after that, but anybody can do that shit. I can do a fucking header, you know, (laughs) through a a plate glass window into some fucking scorpions and tarantulas and all the other shit that they usually have in these matches. I don't know if I I believe you. You better come through on this and put it on your (laughs) Instagram. It's just, to me, it's... It's like watching a NASCAR wreck or something like that. I don't even want to. I don't even want to look at it and like squirm and turn away and want to look back. I just. I would rather not see it at all. That that style of stuff. Just. I'll never truly understand it. If you understand, no explanation is needed. If you don't understand, no explanation will do. You know, Jeff Jarrett yeah. said that. Oh well. <laughs> well. We won't, rag on, Murphy we won't rag on Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Well, <laughs> I say I've always liked Jeff Jarrett, and I, it amazes me that Jerry Jarrett is not. I know he was such a bad payer, and there's so many people that don't like him, but well, it amazes me he's not in the Observer Hall of Fame when Lawler is. I mean, he, Jarrett certainly deserves to be there. The Jarrett family, maybe, if you put him in that way as far as Christine Jarrett and, and, hmm. and Jerry Jarrett and some other people that were associated with the family, probably should be in. And one thing about the Jarrett family, obviously I don't like what they do all the time and, and their wrestling style and that sort of stuff, but they're like Lazarus. You can't kill a Jarrett. I mean, Cornettes is the only time they've been taken care of in a business deal was when the, the trade for the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express and Bill Dundee and the other guys that came over and I think Mid-South got a really shitty Rick or uh, Memphis got a really young Rick Rude and some other guys. I mean, that's the the fact that Jerry Jarrett was tapped to take Vince McMahon's spot if he were to fall in the steroid trial. It's just, I, I give them credit for the fact that it's 
they're the typical professional wrestlers. They're always able to work somebody into giving them money, yep. like Health South did to keep them going. I, uh, I think they should be commended for that, even if you, you don't like Jarrett the wrestler or the booker right now. Oh, I forgot to mention I use the uh, the Big Japan theme music for the bumper music for this show, just for you, Mike. Oh, thank you. Well, thank something you for you so right there. See, now you broke all the K-fabulousness, and uh, well, you knew Adam wasn't going to be on the show. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, well. K-fabulous dead. Know. You know, uh, let's move on to Zero One. I mean, you, you kind of blew off Zero One. You tend to do it on your show. Exciting things happening in Zero One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a chance to watch. In fact, I have the last Zero One show, or the last big one uh, from May 6th here, too. Again, uh, haven't had a chance to watch it. It's it's Memorial Day at the, the beach, and uh, it's amazing how a city can swell by literally a million people. Wow. So I've been very, very busy slinging the booze. So I'm way behind, but hopefully I'm going to have a chance this weekend to catch up on everything uh, before our next member show. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, Zero One, how has Yukoi looked? Because I do like Yukoi, and uh, a lot of people hate his guts. I think there's a lot. I think Yukoi could have a, a longer career, but I haven't had a chance to, to you know, in, in a different organization, but I haven't had a chance to see him too much. No, I haven't seen much of the Yukoi myself, although I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but but I will get you caught up on on the big angle here. Thanks to zero ah. one USA dot com, I will read. Uh, I guess the the situation was uh, Otani had suffered a concussion, which seems to be going around quite a bit. And uh, from uh, an axe bomber from Omori, he gave a little press conference on May 14th. Let me read what happened here. <clears throat> no sooner had Otani finished speaking when the problem child Kohei Sato entered the offices holding a bouquet of flowers, announcing he came to visit the aging Otani. Instead of handing them to Otani, he handed them to a female reporter standing nearby. He picked up the Osaka medical report and said, I'll diagnose this. And my diagnosis is, I'm changing the Nagata fight card. He then pressed to oppose Otani on that show before their already scheduled May 27th match. Ah! (laughs) So I assume nothing brought up over the fact that Otani didn't really suffer a concussion. In fact, he was brainwashed by the great Generalissimo uh, this, Takata in Hustle. This was skipped over, but um, there's, a, <laughs> there's a part two. Uh, on May 24th, they, they were announcing the, the fire Festival coming up. When, just then as previously, Kohei Sato appeared and interrupted Otani. He told Otani he has another diagnosis to make, and it's about Otani's participation this year, and if it's possible. No, Kohei claimed. He will not only win the match, but put Otani out of this year's tournament. This will be a fire festival in which Shinjiro Otani doesn't exist. Otani responded, the fire festival where Otani doesn't exist is impossible, which is quite the sentence. (laughs) Yes, it is. Otani went on to say that the fire festival Katana is crying for him, saying, I want to return to you. I want to return to you. Otani said he promised the sword it would come back to him, and his first step toward that goal is to knock down Kohei Sato in Korokan Hall. Well, he failed. But <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hey, Fire Festival. There's another one. You, Adam can talk. Would love to talk at length about too, because he's a big fan of the, the tournament every year. Although it really is the Otani show, and it's the what's well, the Sato show, and everybody else that's there because they, that's really all they have. Well, it's actually but, they, they had a, they had on the 27th they had three participation determination determination matches and. They've been doing these, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. They had one the, at the last show, too. I, I can't remember who the guy was, but uh, yeah, I remember they had one the, at their last big show as well. But this time they put all three young guys over established veterans. You had Yoshihiro Sasaki over Monsaro Tanaka, 
Saro Ooh. beat Otani, and uh, Ryuji Sai beat Takeo Omori with a cradle. So, I like Sai, too. Going for a youth movement, uh, 0-1 is, and really, I don't, that's probably, you know, not a bad bet at this point. No, and I mean, you know, zero one lasts as long as whoever it is has got some money in their pocket. You know, I'm kind of surprised. I really got to be honest. I'm surprised it's lasted this long. I really thought that they were going to be, um, for all intents and purposes, sucked into hustle where you would get more of a WWE style show out of hustle instead of it being, you know, <laughs> fighting opera. You know, so <laughs> over the top that it's. <laughs> Well, it's, it's fucking great is what it is. But, you know, I really thought that you'd get the Hidaka Fujita, you know, good undercard tag match and then have the wackiness up top. But uh, thank God they're still in 0-1 because mm. I'm actually looking for it. Well, and speaking of, on the, the last show on the 6th or the, one of their last bigger ones, Togo appeared there. Yeah. Yeah, it was Togo and Orihara and somebody else against Hidaka Fujita and I Sugawara or something. I forget who it was, but I, it's hard not to like Hidaka and Fujita, too. Yeah. That, they're the two other guys who uh, I don't know where they would be best fit. I'd like to see them in All Japan just because it would give a couple other you know juniors for, for Nakajima to bounce around in because you're going to have a problem finding Nakajima opponents you know, without pulling too much from the outer reaches. But I'd love to see Hidaka and Fujita in New Japan on a regular basis and spread across you know, at least two of the three New Japan brands. Lockup, I'm not big on it at all. WrestleLand was really a good show last time. In fact, the WrestleLand show was better than the Noah show. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, and, they are, and their wackiness is becoming, you know, a little bit funnier, and it's getting more refined, and the guys are getting more comfortable in their gimmicks. I think it's still a bad idea for Tanahashi to be there and, and being kind of goofy and being played for the fool. But a perfect place for Adak and Fujita to be. And who knows, when it comes to zero one, one you never know what's really going to happen anyway. I'm just, have they come up with any you know explanation for the AWA title not being able to use that anymore? I think I don't think they've had a press conference for that yet. But I'm sure Kohei Sato would just show up anyway, so it, what's the point? I want Otani's like, evil you know new monster personality to come <laughs> up and give the press conference and say he's not going to give it. But was Otani... Did they? They did. Did they strip the WWF Junior Heavyweight Title from Otani? Did they? When they when they decided to pull that back and they began their own Junior Heavyweight Light Heavyweight Tournament, they may have. Which, which mm. I can't remember who won that. It was was it Taka? Taka and who the hell else was it? I can't remember who won that when they brought the ugly red belt in. I was just happy when SA Rios won it. Oh boy, I think Taka was the first. He'd be like Brian Christopher or something. Yeah, was, That'd have been like 97. I don't know. Yeah, it was Scotty but, Taylor and, yeah. Oh, well. Thriving division. But <laughs> I used to really like Zero One. Like back in 2002, that was a really – because you had, you had Hashimoto and uh, Ogawa and Otani, uh, Tanaka, Loki, Toru Sakata, who was awesome back yeah, in like, 2002. Samoa Joe who – Yeah, 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 Joe having... back in the day. Still is the stain of zero one. I, that's what I love the 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 stench of zero one. He's permeated with the stench and he's died <laughs> with the stain that happens to be zero one. Which somehow zero man, one. There, there's great sign of why politics and wrestling it takes place everywhere. And man, not good. Somehow zero one worse than Big Japan on your resume. Don't know why, but no, Hanma can get work. I can't understand. If Hanma's in New Japan, why can't Samoa Joe get there? I don't know. I, it, it gets me. It, 
I always wonder what these guys, how the pay works for, for some of them. I mean, when money is this tight, hmm. you know, are they just doing it to stay loyal? And at what point does loyalty, you know, and some point you gotta, you can't pay bills with loyalty. No. So I wonder about a lot of these guys. And Tadaka, but then again, they may be able to make a living because Tadaka and Fujita, outside of, you know, Noah, where they were, you know, great junior tag champs, you know, they've been able to stay there and pretty much make a living. And, and Otani obviously gets, you know, he's, you know, got the most money going, but Sai has been able to do it. Yakoi, um, I guess, is the same thing with, with Pride. And now that Pride doesn't, there's no official Pride money there either, mm. which I'm sure there was some of it had to be going through Hustle and to them. That's going to be interesting, too. I wonder if this new company that, that actually bought uh, Hustle, it didn't really actually, this is going to disappoint you greatly. Uh, General Isidomo Takata did not really buy Hustle with millions and billions of monster dollars. But he had monster dollars. I don't understand. I know. I know. They, they rained from the ceiling, and, and Yingling squatted, and, and everything was grand, and Otani was drinking your breast milk out of a bottle. And, well, I'm sorry, not Otani. That was Tajiri. I think Otani wanted to, though. Oh. But, yes, it, it didn't actually happen. But Kawada sang. Well, that's something. And danced like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Where's my wallet? I must have this show. There, you know, there's like some bitter. I, like, you talk about like Bruno San Martino, and there's a lot of bitter fans that hate the way wrestling changed. There has to be longtime Japanese wrestling fans just slicing wrists open and taking headers off cliffs if they were to ever see both Tenru and Kawada, especially Kawada in, in Hustle, which I don't know why anybody would complain. Let no. these old dudes, these old dudes are finally making some money and they're not killing themselves. I still think Takayama is going to die in a ring, no. which is going to be very unfortunate. He needs to perm his hair back out and be wacky. Take the easy paycheck, goddammit, while you have the chance to, because it saves your body, and then you can have matches like Kawada had uh, with with Nakamura. You know that some guy who was at uh, who was crying when uh, he was there when Misawa beat uh, Jumbo, and now he sees this and he wants to dive under a train. But what are you going <laughs> to do? You know? I guess, but I don't know. Anyway. I want Yoshii back. Hey, who does? Damn it! I want you Takayoshi back. Shit! Please, please! I don't know what a Samu Nishimura. Here's another thing. <laughs> another company, <laughs> Nishimura's promotion. Which it's always hard for me to say that it's it's you know he's not wrestling squids, but he's got his own little promotion, and I can't even remember the name of it now. Muga. Muga, yes, Muga or, or World. Selflessness or whatever is it? Yes, <laughs> the Muga World show. I don't know how Yoshi is eating and making any money. He's obviously eating because he's still big as shit and still wears pink, God bless him. But, <laughs> I mean, Yoshi in New Japan, he and Yano were guys a couple of years ago that, man, I was swearing we're going to be stars. And there was a lot of things you could do. He was a he was a funny bad guy and a good tag champion with Tanahashi. And there were ways he could go, and he leaves, and I don't know what it is with Moogle World, but they just had a match of Nishimura and... Uh, and Yoshi against um, Kawada. I can't remember who else it was. It escapes mm. me right now, but talk about a slow motion match where it just made me long for a wacky Yoshi. I mean, I, I, I played it on my computer and I had to stop for a second. I'm thinking maybe it's not, it's not buffered or something like that. No, they were just <laughs> they, they were going in that much slow motion exchanging chops. Wow. And it, to me, he's I don't know. Maybe it's something he wants to do. There's a reason he's doing it. But another guy being kind of I think wasted there. I remember they brought in Super Delphin for a, 
Um, I'm like, what the? What's that have to do with Muka? That's, and there's another. There's a, one of the, the bigger problems with Japan. Um, Everyone's everywhere. Yeah, I'm still not thrilled with that. New Japan split into three groups. Noah's got Pressing Sim, which is kind of a you know universal thing for some younger guys and some lesser known guys. You got All Japan. You have technically the Kensuke Office is a separate group which runs separate shows. You have Osaka Pro still. You have Mikinoshu Pro still, even though they're they're you know, shells of what they once were. You still have DDT, you have Mooger World, you have Choshu running his own independent shows, you have, you know, Dragni, you, you have too many things spread out in too many places. And it's too bad because a lot like the women, I mean, this helped really murder the women. When all, they, when all of them decide to split off in all these different groups, well, over you're going to lose interest after a while. Mm. And it, everything is spread way too thin. Obviously, you don't want to take it all and mash it up into one big ball and one big group. But some of these other promotions need to work with each other and try to figure out ways that they're going to be able to run and maximize their profits and to maximize their visibility. Because they, they desperately need to do it or they're just not going to survive and they're going to shrivel up and die and we're going to end up with the indie scene we have here in America. Yeah, there's a couple of things that, that pop off, but none of these companies are big or making any money. I mean, IWA Mid-South makes a little off DVD sales. ROH doesn't count. You know, FIP doesn't count with them. They're the most successful of them. PWG's got a spot, but we really, we hear about these guys more than we did back in the day. Mm. But still, I mean, when you only draw 200, 300 people to a show... You know, you, it's sooner or later, you, you really better bankroll your money. You really have, a, have to have a whole lot of it because it's spread too thin. And there's just too much going on and not enough visibility for any of it. I mean, if Zero One merged with Noah, wouldn't that solve a lot of problems? It, it, well, it wouldn't hurt. No, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I mean it, if it, you it, cut down some of the chaff, I mean, some guys would have to go, but it's not oh, too yeah. hard on the Noah side. But you could get no, some yeah, fresh how, faces. How, how many of those zero one guys are under legitimate contracts where they're going to be owed any money at all? I mean, it could be easily done where no it goes, okay, we're all right, we're going to throw some money into you and we're going to absorb you. And Otani goes, yay. Yeah. <laughs> and Carino goes, yay. And Tanaka goes, yay. And you use those guys and you bring in, you know, and you kill off. You have, you give your young guys, you give Ota a win over, you know, somebody who doesn't matter. You, you give them a win over, you know, or a horror, or somebody like that. And, you know, Hidaka and Fujito go, you know, they're recognizable. They go level for level with, you know, and then Tanaka you, you use, but ultimately he loses, and you pick and choose, and it would, it would help with some blood. And it would make people forget about the fact that there's not a whole, a whole lot of homegrown going on right now that's any good. Mm. And if you are going to have defenses that don't matter, well, why not against some, some newer blood? I mean, no, I don't think... Does anybody really want to see if the Masao Wayne's going to be that long and he's going to go through everybody? I mean, look at the – you're going to run out of names after a while. So, yeah, will be a good match. Takiyama will get people's interests up and stuff like that. But, you know, for instead of Bison Smith, Masato Tanaka. Sure. You know, the fans pretty much know what the result's going to be, but fuck it. You know, it'd be at least, you know, some, some flash going on. But Noah doesn't – it wouldn't be something they do because they don't like change. Yeah, and they they don't want to you know stray too far out of their own box. We need more mergings in Japan. We could merge uh, merge Michinoku Pro and Kaintai Dojo. You know who would know? Well, merge <laughs> uh, Royal if Road. Under, if there's multiple promotions going on in like a northeast corridor, 
and you're under, you know, if everybody in the roster is under 220, which they probably are, you, you all everybody gets together. Yeah. Everybody just here, grab hands, form a big circle, sing kumbaya, and we're all going to be one, and let's do something with the people that we have. You can merge uh, Royal Road and Mooga, and maybe someone will give a shit. As I, forgot, I forgot about Royal Road. Yeah. The fine Kawada Royal Road liquor, which always goes delicious, uh, a shot of that, and some delicious baba chop beer. I would my, – my plan would be I would merge Big Japan, Osaka Pro, and I'd bring back Battle Arts, and I'd merge them all together <laughs> for the most fucked up promotion that's ever been. You'd have like Ice Penguin and Light Tube matches, and, and I'd call it Wrestle and Romance because that's my favorite name of all time. <laughs> if you could do that. <laughs> You'd have kids, and the kids are like crying, and there's just ass flying everywhere. Oh, man. Yeah, the – that Bill Kobayashi will make an appearance somehow and fighting a, an octopus again. Who, sure. who was that for? God, who was that for? Was that big, that big was Japan? Big Japan. Abdullah Kobayashi Jr. fought a squid in front of school children. And the the craziest email we ever got was after we talked about that segment. Somebody from like the Octopus Forums. That was like the title. <laughs> Jesus. Sent Adam and I emails on this long dissertation about an octopus having feeling and octopuses, you know, if you throw some toys in a pool and the octopus is smart enough to actually gather them up and it will play with them and it's actually a really intelligent animal, which should have but did not make me feel any worse about laughing my ass off at kids being horrified of Abdullah Kobayashi sticking his hand through an <laughs> octopus, then cooking it and serving it to them. Hey, that was a literal death match right there, so false advertising. Cannibalism, <laughs> yeah, the too. They ate them. And the fact that they, before it, too, they had a, uh, you know, when they, they flash up the uh, vital stats on a guy after the video package, you know, introducing the match, yeah. and they had a picture of Kobayashi, and then they had a picture of the squid and graphical information on the squid. Good to know these things. but <laughs> You know, if you're going to do that, though, you might as well have uh, work Takata and have him merge Pancrase and Hustle. <laughs> Literal fighting <laughs> opera. You got you got Tenru and Kawada right there. He's still like beating the shit out of people. So, <laughs> you know, Adam did predict that all Japan and New Japan would merge, but sadly that did not occur. Which would I think have been that, that probably for the best been, too. Yeah, it could have been close to happening. It, it, still, with all Japan, they were my shot to if there was going to be a WWE Japan, if they were going to pursue the idea of expanding in other markets, they had two places to go. Mm-hmm. To me, it was they, they could buy Hustle, and they could buy All Japan. And I think that still, if they are going to pursue something like that, bet your ass that it's going to be one of those two groups who they try to work with, and really, they will end up buying out All Japan. But with the influx of Hello Kitty money, with the fact that they have been able to get some some decent, if not great, advertising dollars and some other things behind them, they look to be pretty good right now. The fact they haven't, they've done a lot with as little as they have. It was Adam calls it one of the most entertaining promotions of the last two years. I don't know about that. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But people right now still, we talked about the seventh anniversary of Noah. There's a lot of people out there that still think that All Japan is, you know, face down in, 
you know, three inches of water and knocked out cold and is going to suck it up and then soon die. It doesn't look to be that way. They could at any time if the money pulls out, but they have enough behind them. And they have been entertaining enough with the, the limited stuff they've had to work with. Hmm. seems like there's not a whole lot of – I mean, there's stuff going on, but nothing like, you know, the – the Champions Carnival. I don't know if you've seen it. Don't know if it's any good, but it was it was all right. It was far better than last year's. You know, it was okay. They have this wacky. Uh, they just had a little wacky uh, show, and it was two nights in Hiroshima, I think it was, where they had the Triple Arrow Six Man Tag Samurai TV Cup Tournament, hmm. and they they have some stuff going on, but yeah, I mean, nothing really. You know, wacky. Uh, arenas that they're running mm-hmm. with wacky names on the shows. That That's really the only thing that's truly going on in All Japan at this second. Uh, we have uh, the possibility of Satoshi Kojima turning heel is one of the bigger things that's going on. Um, odds are what's going to happen is there is going to be a double switch or there's going to be uh, Kojima, who has done his best to insist to the great Muda and, and done his best to insist to... Kensuke Sasaki, that he is not going to, to join up um, with, with the heel faction, and he's going to stay, you know, he won't be a brutal murderer, he's not going to listen to Taro. He's been doing that so much, he figured he's going to go heel. Mm. And the f- problem with All Japan is they're so limited, you know, they have Kohei Suwama, who's going to be, they obviously want to be the future of that company. He's been in Voodoo Murderers, and he's been built up a little bit. He's had some good wins and everything, and they have him really, you know, taking shots at Muda and everything. So odds are what's going to happen is down the line in, in the, the weeks and months coming up here, Kojima's probably going to go dirty. Uh, at some point, this will lead to Suwama going face, because really with Kojima, and really with both of them, there's not a whole lot you can do right now with him, especially with Kojima. The only thing he hasn't been is a bad guy. So yeah. he gets a, he gets to work a different style, which he is very good at. You know, he, he's very entertaining as a heel. He kind of did that against Homicide and Ring of Honor. I don't know if you you saw that one, but he was able to to work on his personality more and to, to do more that way. So that's probably what's going to happen outside of really the voodoo murderers of Taru and Brother Yashi, who who's been hurt but now is back, and Suwama and a couple other guys. You have Minoru Suzuki. Who had a monster was every bit the MVP last year in, in Japanese wrestling. Uh, has turned my mind a full 180 degrees. He's not the backyarder he used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, is, he is far more refined. He's far better than he was. And he, again, another guy relying on his personality more. And he has been phenomenal. This year it hasn't been much outside of the, the early match because there hasn't been much to do. He was... Linked into a team where he was just beating the shit out of Nosawa, uh, where they were tag, uh, basically tag teaming, where Nosawa wanted to be uh, basically little Minoru. He wanted to be little Suzuki, and he, uh, you know, he gets smacked around. It was almost like what they were going to do with Luis Piccoli in the NWO, where he just basically be the lackey. That's kind of what he was doing, you know. Suzuki, they wrestle a match, he'd lose it. Suzuki would slap him in the face. They'd show backstage interviews, and Suzuki's lying there in his pose and doing the interview. And all of a sudden, in the background, you know, comedy style, you see, you know, Nosawa running up and down, like, you know, 80 flights of steps. And, you know, and Kojima, and, uh, I mean, uh, Suzuki, like, tripping him a little later on. And it's stuff like that. So that's what's been going on with him. But Nosawa's been tied up with uh, Takamikinoshu and been taking uh, tours of Mexico, so he hasn't had a chance to be there, which is, it has Suzuki, you know, ground to a halt right now. 
apparently there's still a PWF board, uh, which was the, the old PWF title, which was part of the Triple Crown. Apparently Stan Hansen is the uh, the chairman of that board. He apparently is the only board member along possibly with his K-Fabulous uh, big fat wife and seven ugly kids that he has to feed at home. Uh, maybe they make up the board, but he has announced that he needs uh, that Suzuki and Muda, which will be the next big title defense. Yep. Um, that's that they need to pick a date, and uh, I believe they've done that. Uh, they, where the match is going to take place, I can't remember off the top of my head where it's going to be at, but uh, they have announced that. So that's the next te- uh, big match with him, and we'll see what comes out of it because Suzuki, obviously, there's not going to be much more for him to do. So, and you want to keep him around. So I don't know if they're going to go the. Uh, Kensuke Sasaki route or exactly what route they're going to go, but uh, kind of everything is just kind of really just slowly going around for going along for all Japan right now. Um, unlike Noah, they they don't really have a choice in it. So, but uh, they have been good. You know, the beginning of the year they were good. Last year, you know, they did some very entertaining stuff and some really good stuff with, you know, not a whole lot of you know not a whole lot to work with. The the whole Araya not being able to get a win thing has been funny. Uh, the match he had with uh, Rikishi, where he was, <laughs> I forget his name, it was like Sumo Johnny Smith or something like that, but they, they bring him out and he's in Rikishi gear. Rikishi you know, announces before the match or bef- uh, before the show had taken place that he, didn't, he wasn't going to team with Araya, he was going to cancel the match, and then he needed a sumo, so out he comes in sumo gear, and <laughs> they play this really sad music when he loses, and... He got a win a couple weeks ago, which they played, you know, you know, grand, exciting music, and it was like when the Mulkies won their first match, <laughs> and it was actually really good. So they're doing the best with what they have, but it's nothing's really happening right now of value. Taru and, and Yashi and Shuji Kondo and Nakajima have all been really good. Nakajima is coming along great. There's another, you know, for those who are unaware, who those who care, uh, Katsuhika Nakajima, the adopted... Um, son of the Kensuke family, and I believe Hokuto Boitoi. But they adopted him, and he started yeah. when he was 16 years old, and he's about, uh, he just turned 20, and he's one of, uh, you know, you want to put a short list of the best wrestlers in the world? He's on it. Wow. You know, he's, he's probably in the top 20, 25 guys. He's that good and this young, and he's going to be, if his body holds up, and he continues to develop. He's a prodigy. He is going to be that good. Well, that was quite, quite the speech on all Japan. Uh, I think we've covered everything, unless there's something else I missed. Let's see. We got to. I really talked Dragon's no Gate. Reference. But... Well, the only thing I'll say about Dragon's Gate uh, right now is there seems to be online. I don't know how prevalent it is. I get told about it more than I actually see it. I don't. Get a chance to go to too many message boards, nor do I want to outside of our own. But there seems to be kind of a backlash against Noah and Ring of and uh, Dragon's Gate. Hmm. I don't know why. Uh, Dragon's Gate is what it is. I mean, Noah, you can you can make that claim with they're just not doing anything with what they have. But Dragon's Gate is what it, what it is. I think a lot of people got a little, really overinflated with Dragon Gate love. Hmm. You know, after last year's ROH shows and. Those were the people that I think a lot of those people were, you know, the ROH fan base is a lot younger than, you got to forget that they're younger, far younger than I am. So they didn't have a chance to see, and that you are too, they didn't have a chance to see Mikinoshu Pro. Oh, yeah. And they didn't have a chance to see Osaka when it was strong and they'd see the Naniwas and, and all these other guys that were, you know, flying around. Dragon Kid, I mean, look, Dragon Kid's been around a long time. I can't remember how long it's been, but it's Ten been. Ten years at least. 
at, at least, I mean, he's been around that long. I mean, and he is still doing what he's doing. It's always been that way, and they're going to have times where because their talent is spread thin and working in other areas and they're making more money in other areas like B.B. Hulk and everything, they're going to have times like this. They're a niche indie show. I mean, I don't think much has changed with it. And when you have guys that work that style, you're often going to have matches that look really off mm. because the speed at these – the speed, if you've never seen – Go out of your way if you haven't to to really try to get a hold of Dragon Gate stuff, especially of last year. The speed at which these guys work at is phenomenal, it, and it's tough if you think of a a more coordinated Amazing Red for those who are just you know <laughs> Northeast fans or TNA fans or something like that who maybe haven't seen him. I mean, as fast as he was, you know, <laughs> most of the Yokosuka is far faster. And they have good guys, and, you know, obviously Tenru hasn't been around there, and they're spread thin with, you know, now they have the Typhoon stable and Muscle Outlaws, and, you know, it's it wasn't as good as last year, but it's still really good, and it still is what it is. It's going to have ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys, but it's still it's going to be a niche product, and I don't think people really realize that. I think they thought it was going to be that this is what it was all the time, well, hey, these guys go to other places and make money. You just happen to, to catch them after those ROH shows last year at a great time. Mm. And the ROH guys that have gone over there have gotten... Jack Evans, In for those who haven't seen him since he was been in Japan, he accelerated his progress very quick. Just as quick as he moves, that's how good, far much better he looks than he did a couple of years ago. That's and that, that company has helped him fantastically. Yeah, he has gear now. <laughs> I wish he'd still go back to using papooses. You ain't nice, though. I can't argue with that, but we have run the gamut all through Japan. I think that's everything, unless we want to get cover like uh, F-U-C-K or 666, one of those truly obscure uh, independent promotions, which I know nothing about. But so We talk about the babes, too, but uh, really not a whole lot going out there. Um... Saw so a couple good matches from really. Ayako Hamada uh, lost uh, former, formerly with Joe Samoa Joe. Oh. I don't know if they still are. I would assume they're not. But uh, um, she had a pretty good NWA uh, women's match this year. I can't remember who it was against. But uh, some of the women's shows, uh, the past you know, well, really the past couple years, they have had some pretty good shows when they've been able to load it up with talent. It's just a, it's a damn shame that something that was so popular and so great in the early 90s is so poor and is so minimally viewed right now because they they tell you, person for person, no one works harder than those women. Mm. And those are young girls. I mean, it used to to be the old mandatory retirement age was 30, you know, and Cutie Suzuki and a lot, I forget who did that. I can't remember, I think it was All Japan Women's and some of the other groups came around and they, they changed that, but no one works harder than those girls. And unfortunately they're doing it in front of 150 to, to tops, you know, 500 people, well, really 300 people at best. And it's too bad. So if you, if you get a chance and you do want to see people working really hard and having some pretty good matches, I mean, you don't get this in America, you know, really anywhere anymore outside of shimmer and shimmer is, you know, most people get their, their view of that on ROH shows. You go out of your way to, and there's another group, go out of your way to watch him or go out of your way to check out some of the women's matches in Japan because they, they do work very hard, and the matches are oftentimes better than what the men are doing here. Mm. Very true. Very, very well put. 
So. Yeah, not the not not the big stuff. But you know, mid card. You know, it, it would match up with a oh, mid card yeah. match here or something on TNA or something like that. So, all right, I'm going to give you a final question here. Uh, yes. Who loses their title first, uh, Minoru Suzuki, Mitsuharu Misawa, or Yuji Nagata? I would hope. Uh, well, see, that's kind of a tough one. I mean, I, obviously, in the perfect world, for me, it would be Misawa. We know that's not going to happen. Um, if, if, if they do, I'll be shit shocked. But I would put that as you know, the least chance of happening. I think it's probably going to be Minoru Suzuki. And if for no other reason except for, I think you ride the Nagata train, and there's a lot you can do with Nagata, and you can you know bounce him off. You can basically bounce him off everybody, and the fact that there's you know so many different factions and and things to do in in New Japan, uh, I think he's going to hold it for a while, and I think they're you know it's going to be a good run for him. It you know people forget how good his first run was after because you know, all they remember is Krokop kicking his skull in, and it made it look like you know wins over Kimo and Boss Rudin and guys like that that they were in Don Fry that they were really. And they were. I mean, they were doing their best to try to build him back up. But, I mean, he got into a groove with that rain. And I think I think this time around they're, they're going to give him a little bit of a chance. Maybe it's only you know, six to eight months. But I think they're going to give him a chance to run and, and roll with it for a while. Probably, I'll say he drops the title in October. I think Suzuki drops it before that just because he's going to be called to do some other things. And I think he's got some other interests that I think will peak out. He'll still be in all Japan when they need him for big matches. But I think his... I think he's gonna. You're gonna start seeing him in some other places, and again, when it comes to all Japan, there's not a whole lot for him to do. So the title comes off of him. You know, it probably should come off of him just to come off of him, just so they can you know put it on Sasaki or somebody like that. I hope they don't put it on Suwama yet. Mm. I hope they don't because um, it's uh, you know as little options as they have, I still don't think that would be a very good idea. Although, shit. You got Kea, he just had it. You got Kojima, who you know has. It's that's that's what the problem with Suzuki is. Who does he drop it to? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sasaki, but uh, I think he's probably gonna be the one. Wow. Well, we are approaching. Well, you are approaching. I should say three hours of audio being posted today. So why don't you give a plug to your your recent free show at f4wonline.com. They would never want to plug uh, your show at thecupsman.com. Oh, but, I'll handle that. <laughs> but I will hype up the uh, F4WOnline.com, the Big Audio Nightmare. Myself, Mike Sempervivi, and Adam Summers done every week, except when shit hits the fan and then it ends up getting pushed to once every 10 days. But uh, uh, once a week, and we don't just talk Japanese wrestling. We actually talk a lot of uh, Midwest independence. Adam's out there. He gets to see those, and we... I go off on tangents. Apparently, I don't. I don't even realize what I say. I'm like blank when the show ends, and I don't even. Adam's got to remind me what I'm talking about during the show because I just go off on these, you know, long things. But we don't just talk Japanese wrestling. That's kind of our muse, though. And uh, we do talk about a bunch of stuff from elsewhere all over the world. We've talked about uh, Turkish Turkish wrestling. We've talked about octopus wrestling. We've we've made fun of people. We've we've done all of that. Yes, at f4wonline.com. Free show once a month. But it is actually very much worth your while if you're not a subscriber to subscribe. Um, Seven ninety nine a month, and you get not only us and all the archives to our shows, which we've been doing since last year, but you're getting all the archives of all the Figure Four dailies, which feature such people as Brian Danielson and Lance Storm and 
and Boss Rutan and Mauro Ranello and uh, any number of the, the hundreds of people that have been on that show. You also get the Brian and Vinny shows, which is Brian's friend Vince and Brian Alvarez doing a, a show, which they review a lot of TV, um, a lot of the TV shows and everything else that's been going on and some of the stuff in the news. You get uh, Mike Coughlin's Five Star Radio, which... Uh, MMA's His Muse, it's a wacky show, kind of all over the place, but does a great job in covering mixed martial arts. Uh, you also get Dr. Keith, a frequent guest on this show. You get the wackiness that is uh, oh, yes. the Dr. Keith experience and the Dr. Keith show, which, frankly, will sometimes have better guests than Brian is able to get. I will always say that about Keith. Keith Lipinski was the reason that the PPH got the guests that it did. Keith Lipinski was the one that now that Quentin Rampage Jackson, a lot of people didn't know who he was. Well, Keith was calling him, and we actually broke the story, and thanks to Keith for that, for um, getting Rampage where he found God. He announced it on our show, and Keith works very hard at getting all of these interviews and gets a lot of great interviews. He's got a bunch of shows up with uh, Bob Trobitz, the lawyer for the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, Dave Madigan, who just a former WWE writer, just wrote a book, uh, Joey Matthews opened up to him and did the very first radio interview where he went through everything about his release from WWE and a lot of his demons. Uh, you get all of that in the archives to all of those shows, including many of the Dr. Keith shows that did it used there on Who Power. Uh, Keith is remixing those shows, re-editing those shows, and putting those shows up as well, which, you know, you get the one-on-one with Delirious. You get, it's just you get a cavalcade on Keith's show. It's just a, it's a long, big, fat, sonic experience. You get all of this for seven ninety nine a month. You also get the old Dragon King presses, and you get the, the forum where a lot of wackiness takes place, including Mike Sawyer, who I need to go to a Mike Sawyer Vegas party with the, the strippers and the fighters and whatnot, because that, that sounds like it's something made for me. But all of this stuff for seven ninety nine a month, and, uh, and that's not even counting the newsletter, which is money as well. So, and all the archives to that. So there's enough plugging going on for the wow. F4WOnline.com. Plus, why uh, are you why are you not in the empire? By the way, I don't know. We tried to organize a trade, but uh, it fell apart because we couldn't decide who had to keep Mike Coughlin. So, ah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I was on on Figure Four Daily back in the day, so that's another bonus there. You can listen to me, my. By incubatory radio days, yes, as a guest of of, of Bryant, and uh, I'm also on the board sometimes, but not often. I will. How many, t- how many times did he call you? Did he call you Ganya? Uh, I corrected him uh, before I was on because he had, uh, and then he acts like I yelled at him because I, I he mispronounced my name and he was in, it was confusing. But Joe, <laughs> I can't I can't really do the, the nasally big boss yeah. voice. I can't really can't, can't do that one. Time for my plug. I encourage everyone to visit JoeVersusTheWorld.com or TheCubsFan.com for a full archive of shows on a wide variety of topics. If you like what you heard from Mike, he was on last uh, August, I think, or last summer with, uh, with the aforementioned Dr. Keith. We discussed the Wrestling Hall of Fame Observer, the, the Japan candidates. He was also on last December with Adam Summers. We did a year in review of Japan. It was quite a good time. Mike, I thank you for being on. Do you have any uh, any final words? <laughs> like Mike's off his meds. This <laughs> oh. one up. Uh, well, we have a chance. So, Big Japan, take us away. <laughs>